Hi, it's Watercolor with Wendy. And today I would like to talk about uh, a book that was written by one of my professors back in graduate school. And it's called No More Secondhand Art. You can still find it on eBay. The author is Professor Peter London. And this book was inspiring to me when I was in graduate school many years ago. I just want to talk about the concept of copying other people's art. This is, takes many different forms. So for example, maybe a person loves the way Monet makes the water lilies, or um, Edward Hopper makes a good feeling of a cold landscape, and they want to copy that, either directly copy that, or have paintings that give the same impression because they really, really, really like that artist. And I do try to turn people's attention away from the concept of being a consumer or a like, liker and disliker of art and turn, it more in, turn them more into students of art so that you can learn from other artists. So there's a difference there. If you just like another artist, then you, you don't understand it. So how could you possibly be paint like that person if you don't understand really how it's done? So it's kind of, well, they're magical, I'll just copy them. And another reason you might want to do that is you know that that artist is popular. And people, if I paint like that, then people will like my art. So that can happen too. So this is a difficult transition for students to stop talking about what they like and what they dislike. And we, we try to gradually turn it over to what do we see and that's can be broken down into many categories, such as the three dimensions of color or the shapes or many other things that you see, and then um, how you use those shapes and colors and so forth and how you make something out of that. The other like and dislike comes in when they, they like or dislike what they're doing, and that's really unhelpful. It's much better to learn to be a, a compassionate witness, we call it, so that you're just looking at something and just noticing what it is. So that's the artist eye, either when you're looking at the world and working from a subject matter or when you're looking at your own art. So it's that vision that makes you the artist. So um, no more secondhand art means, to me anyway, it means that you have to take the journey and find out what is it that you particularly have to offer? What is the way you see the world? And it takes a certain amount of self-knowledge. And I don't mean you have to go to psychotherapy to figure out who you are before you can be an artist, because actually the journey of making the art is the one that helps you understand who you are. Now, how do we let go of the idea that we want to be like another artist or paint like, paint like uh, another artist? Another thing that people say is, oh, I, wanna, I wanna paint loose and free. And that might be a quality they see in a painting that looks like it was done quite spontaneously. And that feeling makes them feel free and they like that. You can't do that just by throwing paint around. You have to have a lot more knowledge so if you want to abstract a quality from another painter or painting, then you have to learn how it was done. So you can learn how a paint, painting is done by learning the basics of what painting is first. And so then you can start to be more of a colleague of the artist that you want to copy or be like, rather than 
uh, somebody who's just admiring or consuming that art. And that's, I want to get students to that stage as quickly as possible so that when they go through a museum or a gallery, they don't say, oh, I like this one, or I like that one, that's a picture of a cat, and I like cats. It, that's consumer mentality, and most of the time we, we're encouraged to be consumers, but as artists, we don't want to be consumers. We want to be originators, we want to be creators. We want to make something new that nobody's ever seen before. And we have to let go of likes and dislikes, but the, the rewards are so great that it is worth it. So. How, how can you do no more secondhand art? Well, you need a, a time and a setting and a place to do it, and you need a, a, criti- a place where there's no criticism to get started and where it's a place of learning. So you can learn a few things on your own, but there are some things that you want to learn more quickly from uh, going to art school or taking a class. You could learn to paint by figuring it out, how the paints work, and just um, trying things and seeing what happens. And you could learn to paint if you were careful enough in looking at the world and just putting down what you see, then that would work. But you can do it a lot more quickly and get to the really fun part if you learn some fast-speeding ways of doing it. I, sort of, I like to compare learning art to learning other things and I'm often using the comparison of learning to cook. So you could learn to cook very quickly if you used a lot of shortcuts like I think there's someone called Rachel Ray that just uses a lot of shortcuts and then you get a nice product, you, you, you enjoy the product, you share it with other people and that can be kind of fun and it's entertaining. But if you really want to be a chef then you got to go to Cordon Bleu for four or five years and have somebody standing over you and making sure you're whipping those eggs right or use it, the temperature of your chocolate is just right. And then what, what you come out with, you are a person with a great amount of tools and then you can be a creative cook. So uh, that's the same thing with painting. You have to understand your materials. You have to do a little bit of studying of what has been coming before you, how art was uh, developed before you, what paintings, uh, have come before you and learning to see what it, what is it you're looking at. So if you, let's say you do love Monet. This, people are very enamored of the Impressionists. And I, I get a little bit perturbed by that because they're, they're kind of liking it because it's easy to see and it's easy to enjoy the colors and it's popular and looks pretty on a wall. You wanna get a print of sunflowers or something on your wall and to me that's still consumerism of art and if you really want to look at what Monet is doing then you have to understand what how he gets the effects that he's getting it's not magic there are things that you do things that you learn and things that you practice to get to that point and I can promise you one thing that I'm pretty sure that Monet was not thinking about water lilies when he was painting those water lilies he was observing painterly things and anybody can learn to do this, he was observing colors, he was observing shapes, he was observing lights and darks, like the light shining off of something, and what kind of a relationship that light area has to the area next to it. And he looked long and deeply at his gardens, and could see, the other thing he was very good at, and all fine artists are very good at, is looking with fresh eyes. So, Maybe he knows that little water lily is pink. So he, you know, someone called it pink, or when he 
his gardener put it there he said it's a pink water lily but when he looks at it he doesn't see pink he sees white and green and and black and all kinds of colors and so therefore all he does is put them on the canvas now you know, I may have to learn how to mix paint and it's good to learn a few tricks of um, how to depict what you see with the medium that you've chosen. But it's not a mystery, really. You, anybody can learn it. Uh, so he was a groundbreaker. That's one reason why he's very famous and celebrated, because he showed people a new way of making art. Now, today we have contemporary artists that are showing us new things and how to express uh, what they're seeing in the world or experiencing in the world. and. A lot of people that are stuck back in the Impressionist era um, don't appreciate what's going on today in the modern art world. And I, I think it's once you do understand what an artist is doing, there's a wonderful uh, world entrance into modern art and contemporary art of people of our very own time doing revolutionary things. And that's how you can learn to uh, open up your own self. Like you don't live back in the 1800s. You you live now, if you're listening now. Maybe you'll, maybe people will be listening in 10 years to this. I don't know. But right now, things are happening in the world. And you are from a particular point of view, a particular culture and so on. You've got something in you that you once you have the tools, you will be able to express something and no one else will ever be able to do. So that would not be, that would be the opposite of secondhand art. It would be original art. It takes patience and Sometimes when people are first uh, shockingly realizing that it's a lot more than just quote unquote expressing yourself or making something pretty, that it's actually taking a certain amount of work, they get they get uh, cold feet. So I don't want to do that. I think it's just as much work as well, my job. I don't want another job. I was hoping to have a good time. So then there, there's a, a crux at a certain point where you start to uh, switch over from the consumer mind to the fine art artist mind and once you make that transition then it's that's where the passion comes in and it's sort of addicting you you will you will want to do it all the time so that's uh, that's how you avoid the idea of getting stuck in oh i want to paint like this artist or the artist artist will show me oh can I, will you, would you like to look at this artist's work this is how i want to paint and I will say, okay, yeah, I'll try to break it down and have them look at it as a fine artist rather than a consumer. And if they'll listen long enough, they'll say, oh, well, so that's this technique. Could I learn that technique? And then maybe by the time they learn those different techniques, we'll forget about that other artist, and they'll be so involved in their own art that they won't really care about that anymore. And even gets to the point where if you've been painting for a little while and you're making your own art and you're becoming more of a real artist, I'll, I'll call it, and rather than a, just a consumer of art, um, then you actually stop, not as appreciative of that artist that you, you admired before, or either that or you just may feel neutral about it because, oh, okay, that's that person's art and I'm, I'm doing my art now. And that's much more exciting and uh, fulfilling to do your own art. So let's try to think in terms of not secondhand art. Don't copy another artist. And I'll take a caveat to that because I do ask students to copy another artist, a very good artist, 
such as Sargent or Homer, because you can learn certain techniques, but not as a regular practice. So you don't want to actually paint like that person. So let's, let's see if we can get over that hurdle of going from consumerism to being creators or originators of art. So that's, that's it for today.